everybody welcome to the show i see things a little differently we have jonathan esther back today um the first go around we were talking about the snyder cut and uh as we record this actually i don't know the numbers because that episode just dropped like four days ago and so i usually don't get those numbers till after uh the week but i'm, I'm interested to know what people think i know when it comes to comic books it's very uh divisive because you either, you either have to be a marvel or dc fan the thing people don't know is I think me and Jonathan Nestor are, and I'm sure Jonathan Nestor knows way more people or talks to way more people than I do about this, but I am a fan of all comic books, and there's only one person I know that really just hates Marvel and loves DC, but uh, otherwise, I, everyone I tend to talk to and give my time to, they like all comic books. What about you? <clears throat> uh I agree. I, I'm, a, I'm a comic book person. I mean, I, I like I like <clears throat> my, my my running joke is uh, all my all my uh, my influences growing up. All my heroes were animated, so it doesn't really matter what what brand of animation they were animated from. Freaking you know, goddamn Hanna Barbera to to you know DC or Marvel to Vertigo. I I like them all. So it's it's fine. I don't know. I don't know what the brand warfare is. I mean, there was a time when it was cool, you know, to to like do the team thing. But at this point, it's just like stubbornness. Are you not watching Man of Steel? <laughs> are you are you are you not watching Wonder Woman? Are you if you're a DC fan? Are you really not watching Black Panther? Is that is that what you're doing? Okay, sounds like a really harsh stance, but whatever the fuck, you know. I also know people who who don't eat food because they have a color so whatever yeah so i i was really going back and forth the last day or so because so many things have been announced right and here's the thing i had someone say hey why don't you do an all dc podcast we just kind of did that with the snyder cut but to me the reason why i'm more intrigued with marvel is not because they're better or anything but because dc comics has had warner brothers have had their own dc comic comic con essentially this year with the virtual uh -huh. stuff so it's like, right now it's DC overload, and you could tell so many people are just going off in their pants about it, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So to me, the, the reason why I'm so intrigued with Marvel, and we're going to talk a little DC, is going to be more Marvel this, is because, in my opinion, I, here's how I see Marvel right now. Marvel has said, all right, all right, we got, we got to delay this. Oh, we got to delay this. All right. And I just feel like Marvel has gotten a gun, right? Whatever kind of gun you want to say. And they're just loading it up. Oh, this is, you're giving us more ideas? Uh, more time to come up with these ideas and stuff that's having to be rushed now? Fantastic. Now, this 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 clip with eight bullets in it, let's just make it 30 bullets. And I feel, I, I feel like they just get, you're now giving, especially now, to me, this was a crucial time for them because now they have access to almost all of their characters with the exception of the Spireverse. And even then, we'll talk about that later, they have access to a lot of it. But now that they have access to these characters that are beloved, they have to deliver. That's they've they've been delivering, but they've been yeah. delivering on C level characters. If we're being honest, at best, and they've made them A level characters. Now you have Doctor Doom. Now you have Wolverine. Now you have Mister yeah. Fantastic. Boy, oh boy, they have to deliver. I think they just they just. Gonna, I truly believe Phase Four. 
if you weren't blown away by these other things, Martin Scorsese or whoever he hates comic book movies. God, yeah, that was such a <laughs> dumb moment. Yeah, but I just feel like if if you had any complaints about them, if you're just, if you're gonna complain about Phase Four, then you just need to stay at home and then because I think they're gonna blow us away. So I'm gonna start us off with saying this: Kevin Feige is loading up Spider Man Three. They just announced oh, yeah. today Doctor Strange, Strange will be in it. Yeah. First of all, one, I, I'm. I'm I'm gonna ask this question, no, but I know the answer. Why are you trying to blow my mind? Why are you? <laughs> why you know? But like, well, okay. what are your thoughts on that? So they did. They did a fantastic job with Far From Home. You know, they I did. mean, aside from personally, aside from the scroll thing, but that's again, you that's, like that? that's more. Well, okay, I did, <clears throat> but my my nitpick is the standard nerd nitpick of like it's not exactly like the comic you know like that <laughs> shit that, that, I, I, I know what I'm doing I know exactly what I'm doing <laughs> as I do it but I can't help doing it so I, I'm just putting it out there I'm well aware of, of what I'm doing however I'm gonna do it but yeah as, as, I mean aside from that that I think it was handled fantastic I, I think the 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 Mysterio in, in that regard and Fuck you if I need to spoiler that. Uh, In that regard, was fucking amazing. You know, I I think Gyllenhaal did a great job. I think the way they presented it, because when they originally brought him up, Mysterio was one of those characters. I was, I was, I mean, I think every kid goes through a Spider-Man phase if you're a decent human being. Um, But I just kind of, I Mysterio was one of those characters I loved but didn't get. Like, I understood how how he gets Spider-Man as a kid. As an adult, I kind of had ideas, but I never... So for me, when they brought up the idea of, like, Mysterio, I was like, that's fucking fantastic. How the fuck are you going to pull that shit off? You know, how are you going to make that make sense? He does illusions. I think, it, And the way they pulled it off was fan-fucking-tastic. Like, okay, I see how you would get sucked into the religion... Or, or, the... The... the, the fantasy or, or the illusions so I, I see how that could happen and then they did such an amazing job so for the next movie the way they ended that movie they have a lot to 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 address you know you're about to you're going into into civil war territory with peter parker right now so it, it, to me they're surpassing it because that's a fact right so uh-huh. so let's get to some uh, one more fact did you also read the announcement that they're bringing back Jamie Foxx's Electro from the Sony universe? No, no, I did not. That's confirmed. That's that confirmed. Jamie Foxx will return in Spider-Man Three as Electro. Well, well, it looks like they're doing Sinister Six then, right? Well, who's going to be? Well, now, no, those are two facts, right? Before you say anything, here's two, yeah. here's, here's, here's two more rumors that. Nothing's been confirmed, but supposedly Kevin Feige wants to bring back in the final scene of Spider-Man 3. He wants to have Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, and uh, Tom Holland's Peter Parker's in a scene. You can only guess what that scene would be. Well, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, but apparently, yeah. th- apparently that's how he wants to end it. And yep. I'm assuming that's why you would invite Doctor Strange because Strange is going to have one hell. Of, th- imagine this: Strange just came in at the end of Phase Two, or, mm-hmm. or and he's already had to give up the Time Stone, pretty much mm-hmm. sc- tell Tony he's dying without telling him, you know, 
And now he's got to deal with, I'm assuming, a, a crazy Wanda. Yep. <laughs> and then he's going to be in... Sp- Tell me what you... Give me your thoughts, because I'm well, they, just excited about it. Mar- Marvel's been perfect. Uh, we've talked about this. We talked about this a little bit in the Snyder Cut. The the beauty of Marvel, and it, it kind of alludes back to your loaded gun analogy earlier. Marvel, the one thing Marvel has done is they, they're confident in the legwork they've put in, because my God, have they put in fucking legwork to, to build their universe, right? So... The amount of legwork they put in kind of establishing not just the power set of Strange, but what Strange's role is. Because that's, even in the comics, the, the Marvel always had a hard time kind of showcasing to the general Marvel comic book universe what Strange's role is. Unless you're like a Strange fan, then you knew like, oh, while you guys are out there fighting monsters and shit, this motherfucker is literally holding reality together for you, you know, in the background. They've done a great job transferring that into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, where, you know, everybody's doing stuff. But the truth is, like, yeah, none of that matters if Strange fails once. Like, if you guys fail, you have, like, a million heroes that might step in and do something if you're lucky. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But if Strange fucks up once... That's it. <laughs> that's that's your entire reality gone. Doesn't really matter what all the heroes united can do, and they've done a great job showing how strange strange approaches it, how it, what the role of the Sorcerer Supreme is, why it's such an important role, and how that works. So bringing him to the Spider-Man universe is not odd, not strange, and that, I mean, oh my God, the nut! If that's the ending scene, the the I, I I'll be honest with you, I might my wife might divorce me. Because I don't think she wants to see me fall in love with anything like that again. <laughs> Seriously, that, that that would be Tom Holland. Bringing back Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield. Oh. Too good. So, so I mean, now, first of all, we all knew after they ended Spider-Man 2 that they had big plans for Spider-Man 3. And of course, Sony, of course, Sony and um, Marvel Studios really can't. They, they, they play well together for a little bit. But we know the fact that Sony just doesn't have a lot of franchises, so they have to hold on. This. They have to, to, to cling and clutch on the Spider-Man as much as they can. Now, here's the thing, all right? Here's why I told somebody one time. I see Sony, and this is completely disrespectful to AEW, but but you know me. You know I'm a real wrestling fan, so you know, you, you I think you'll know what I'm saying here. I see Sony as AEW. They're fighting. They're, even though they they have their own their own fan base, they're still fighting for their spot, right? So I see Sony when they have Spider Man, they're holding on to it as much as they can to make sure they don't lose it. And they've had to make compromises because let's be let's be honest. Even though those, the, the two amazing Spider Man movies were not terrible films by any stretch of imagination, and you could compare it to that last Fantastic Four movie, and do not get me started on that. Um, <laughs> they were not bad films, but they're trying to world build without, as you said, the legwork. So to yeah. me, they have to. They have to. I, I just think it benefits everybody to do to, to for them to play nice. What obviously would Marvel like to have Spider Man back, yeah, but they're never getting him back unless they pay. Yeah. I, I just don't see them. There's no amount of money Spider Man can they can pay for Spider Man. He's just too valuable. I think I would dare say he's the face of Marvel. He's been the face of Marvel yeah. for years. Um, but anyways, the point of me saying all this is, <clears throat> they set some they set something up that can cross over into the Sony Spider-Verse. And technically, they already have because uh-huh. Michael Keaton is in freaking um, Morbius as yeah. as Vulture. Yeah. 
So I don't know how this is going to work. It's going to be crazy. But if Feige gets all the, the toys he wants, I don't know how you can not have overload in that movie and not enjoy it. Now, with me saying that, if that is Spider-Man's last foray into the MCU for a long time, for me, and this might be, I don't know, whatever, uh, I, I, I'm okay with that because I would much rather lose Spider-Man because they've never really fully had him. And I don't want to go yeah. deal with the back and forth anymore. The, last, yeah. the worst thing about it, and this is what I keep telling people, the worst thing about it is hearing billionaires fight about billionaire problems. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, you're right, you're right. And it, it's, I, I do think there is a scenario. It's far-fetched, it's nearly impossible. But there is a scenario where Sony... Not, not. I don't. I, I agree with you. They'll never give up that property, especially now. Like Marvel's yeah. done all the work, so they know. They know now. They're like, oh, you, you want this bad. But what they don't seem to understand is Marvel doesn't need it. They don't. <laughs> Marvel has set themselves up as an Avengers X Men story. Spider Man would be great. They would love mm. to bring the universe together into a cohesive unit. But the truth is, they don't fucking need it. They're really good. Like. Look how much legwork they've done without using the word mutants. Yeah. And they're about to have mutants. Yeah. And and, and they're perfectly fine with it. It's it's they're very good. Cuz again, they, they they did the thing that DC should have done forever ago, which is instead of coming up with like Hollywood writers to write these movies, they should have gone to the creators of these characters and sat them in the room with the writers and come up with the movie together. After all, these are the people creating the iconic stories that make these things popular in the first place. It would be like doing the Harry Potter movie and not involving J.K. Rowling. <laughs> you know, it makes it makes no sense. So it's like Marvel was able to do that, bring those writers into the room so that the, the movie guys can adjust them to how to make it reality as they approach the whole thing. But because they've been so cohesive and because they've stuck together, when they've had alterations... It's worked. We we talked about a version of this when DC does it right in Jason Momoa Aquaman, but that was more of a of a casting thing where it's like, okay, this is not what the character is in the comic books, but all the fans will take it because we know why you made the change. Sure. It's a logical change in the structure of the story, bringing it to the real world. It yeah. makes sense. That's all fans really want, and that's that's one of the things like people like Sony don't seem to get. They they think that we you know spectacle noise all that. no. Just make our heroes make sense. You know, like the reason we love the books is because you have a, a cohesive understanding of the villain and the hero, not just the hero. You know, this isn't Tom McClane just going through Nagasaki building, shooting up everything in Die Hard, hmm. and you don't know why those people are doing No, you know exactly how Hans Gruber got in that building, what his motivation is. You know, the comics have always approached villains with the with the same idea that villains never think they're villains they think they're heroes and even the worst villain has a a noble reason for doing what he's doing even if it comes at the worst cost dr doom is the best example of that kind of a character where you know like that's why fans love him even though he's supposed to be absolutely hated it's no matter how villainous he is you if you know the story of Doom, it's noble what he's trying to do. And it's a deep character flaw that doesn't allow him to do it in a good way. Right? right. It's literally 
despite himself. So it's I I, I see a theory where maybe if the fan base unites and kind of shuns the Sony movies, that might force them into the property. I don't I don't I don't see that happening per se. But also, as I said, Marvel has built a really good storyline and fan base. So I could, I could see them kind of siphon off the fans to their own franchises and start minimizing the real estate of of Spider-Man to the point where Sony has to have a conversation at the table. Well, no, I mean, no matter what, Sony's going to have to have a conversation, whether it's now or 10 years down the road, because Spider-Man uh-huh. for... To me, Spider-Man and Batman have the most elite rogues gallery in comic books history. Um, you need them. Uh, um, bar none. But with me saying that, Spider-Man, the thing that makes him so relatable and so loved is the fact that you can keep him as a street hero and he can be there with Luke Cage and all those guys. But guess what? He's got it. He, 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 he mingles and co-mingles so much with the bigger stars as well. He is very, very much a vital person. See, they could get away with that street level stuff with the defenders on Netflix, right? So uh-huh. some people will accept that. Oh yeah, they were street level, so they didn't do with it. Now me, you know my gripe about that whole thing. I love every character they had. The fact that they got treated like they were the, that they were the people that got no uh, someone that uh, the, the guy who runs the Ferris wheel at the county fair. That very much upsets me. It really does. But. But the, Kevin Feige can make this right, even if he just brings back these characters. Because from my understanding, those contracts with Netflix are up. So they can bring back Charlie Cox. They can bring back uh, Mike Coulter, even if it's just for a one shot and you get to see these characters. Because all those guys, even Iron Fist, I think he had the look of Iron Fist. The writing was crappy, in my opinion. But yeah, you can't. I'm sorry, you can't tell me that. Two out of the three seasons of Jessica Jones weren't stellar. Two out of three seasons of Daredevil weren't stellar. I thought both seasons of Luke Cage were stellar. I think, yeah. uh, uh, you know. And Charlie, uh, Charlie Co- and all these guys have been pretty vocal about they enjoyed those series so much that they don't have an issue really coming back. Like, I, I don't I don't know any actual character from the Netflix series who is, who is straight up said, if, you, if there are talks, I, I wouldn't be interested. So it's not like it's not open. No, and I agree. So I, 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 I just think that you can have all the Spider-Man you want, but eventually, after let's say it's five years and you decide to break off of from Marvel from MCU, dude, we're gonna want to see more than the symbiote symbiote wars with Venom. You're gonna want to see these other characters and and Venom co-mingle with, and, and even fight maybe against a uh, Falcon, Captain America. That's not a dream match. I'm just using that as an example. Um, so Sony will eventually have to cave. But um, I, I do think Spider-Man 3 is shaping up to be amazing, and I'm looking, and that, no pun intended, um, but I, I'm looking forward to it. Let's talk about one more rumor. You know, and I thought this, to me, sometimes, this is why I don't like, I, I only, did, only did this research for this particular show, but I usually ignore, like, a lot of the rumors. Last year, I don't know if you heard this, before Black Widow was supposed to come out, did you ever hear that there was a I heard all up and down. I read it on different websites and everything that Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. had filmed the scene for Black Widow, right? And he was going to be in the movie. And the one thing I never understood about that was, well, if this was filmed and technically the time frame is from Civil War to Infinity War, they were on different sides. Like, why would, why would Stark reach out to her? I, I get in theory why he would because he's not talking to Cap. But I just didn't, there's certain things I just didn't understand. Now there's a new rumor saying, and this shouldn't be a rumor, I would assume this is fact, that um, 
you know, it's going to be Hawkeye. I would assume it's going to be Hawkeye, though. It has to be Hawkeye, because we got to get all... What was that one reference they kept using all the time? Budapest. <laughs> Budapest, yeah. They, they, they got to do Budapest, right? They, I would assume. It's got to come up. But it makes when question, else are you going to be able to resolve the Budapest thing? You won't be able to, but let me ask you this question. Like, how do you cram him into this already full movie? I'm assuming it's not going to be a two-and-a-half-hour movie. I'm assuming it's going to be a two-hour movie. Like, how do you cram him in? Are you just going to give him, like, a post credit scene? Or are you going to give him, like, a like one of those... To me, the cameo in Thor worked because even though people didn't think about it at the time... I remember you and I saw Thor together. And I remember... I remember this vividly. And maybe because I'm a super Hawkeye fan. But I remember, like, you hitting me on the arm... Once you saw uh, Jeremy Renner reach for the bow, and you're like, because you knew who it was immediately, right? Yeah, and I remember yeah. watching. I remember that that it got no reaction. I was like, no one else is excited, but Dan. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's kind of the be- Ugh, look. As as the kind of fans we are, there is shit they're gonna put on screen just to pop us. That's part of the reason Marvel has done such a good job with legwork. DC really sucks at this, and this is where they they have so. The DC TV shows on CW are much better at this than the DC movies. But Marvel TV that. shows and movies are excellent at dropping these little gems for like two people in the audience. I still remember going into Infinity War. And at the end of Infinity War, when the credits went down, one of my favorite memories in the world, and that that's a testament to who I am as a person. I can't change that was I was the only one in that theater laughing and clapping. <laughs> I was ecstatic at the end of infinity war, but I had to explain to some friends I came with. Cause some friends were like, dude, everybody died. Why are you happy? I'm like, this is the only way it could end. Thanos had to fuck them up. There was no, any other end would have been a disappointment. I'm just proud that they pulled the trigger after 10 years. I'm just proud that they were able to go all the way to 10 years and not just kill him, but fucking kill him hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Those are R-rated deaths in a very PG way. Brilliant. I, I, I loved all of it. So moments like that are great, but I'll tell you how they do it. It's not that hard at all. The exact same way they did Hawkeye. You don't. You're you're thinking they do a whole scene. They don't need to. They just need to do the ending of the scene. You know, we come in. Oh, okay, uh, end credits. Right. We're going into the post credit scene. Mm-hmm. Camera fades back in to to you know widow already defeated, laying on the ground. You know, Hawkeye is there talking to her. That kind of thing, where where we we don't need to see the whole thing that happens in Budapest. All you need to see is the very end of Budapest that begins what they become. So, so and, what you, they've been good at that. So what you're talking about then is not something post credit. Then I would think the way it would go is just just me. Hear me out. I would I would think the way that scene would go is since we've already established in the MCU, and I'm trying to remember the comic book origin, um, but I can't for for some reason. But we're talk- we have established in MCU that Clint was sent to kill her, and he made a different call. So what I'm thinking is, if you're doing something like that, you have to po- you have to open the credits, and then all of a sudden you have Black Widow, you have Hawkeye, and she's dead in his sights. There's no way she's getting around it. 
And something similar to what Hawkeye did for Thor. He said, hey, Colson, you better call this man because I'm starting to root for this guy. You know? Um, yep. And so it was one of those things where it's kind of like he makes that call in that first scene and then you pan to the big Black Widow uh, uh, lettering and all else, and then you get into the movie. I wouldn't think that's, that's, that's more of my thing. I'm not saying you gotta yep. see a full scene, but I just don't think you can shoehorn that origin part the story in the movie when it's already the timeline is based around uh, events where Clint wasn't even he was a no show essentially. Like they made it seem like in Infinity War, Hawkeye and Ant-Man said, "Yeah, homies, the world's extinct, but I'm gonna see my kid." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he pretty much did. Yeah, yeah you know. And then he went real emo. <laughs> exactly. So I'm, I'm excited about, it, but I, I remember reading that rumor and hearing that rumor, and people kept telling me how excited they were to see Stark again. I was like, "But that makes no sense. Like, why would Stark reach out?" I'm, oh, I'm thinking logically. We, we should. Yeah, yeah, do yeah. That. But um, this to me, this makes more sense, and supposedly it's confirmed. But that's still a rumor. Like I said, we're not gonna see that movie until May next year anyway. Um, I mean, but these guys have, are very good at doing that wink and nod. Uh, in freaking, uh, what was it? Winter Soldier? I can't remember which. There was there was a one where uh, Cap is in the command center with uh, I want to say Natasha or Maria Hill. And in the background on the map, there's they're highlighting Wakanda, right? And that was like two movies before Black no, Panther came dude, out. No, you're thinking about freaking Stark and uh and and uh Fury and Iron Man two when on that screen. Exactly, exactly. That's there you go. So I mean, Wakanda. yeah, yeah. This the, Marvel is not a company that I mean, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is not is not one that seems to shy from. You know, nuggets that nobody except the most diehards of diehards is going to get. You know, they, they don't have an issue with it. So it could be my version. It could be your version. I, I, I think, fortunately for comic book fans, this is one of the few times in history when a company is completely on board to do random shit like that for the sake of the fans. You know, and that's a testament to why they can get away with doing a lot of the shit they do. It's a testament to the reason they can switch you know uh war machine between two movies and the fans just roll with it you know it's it's yeah they, they do good work they've been doing great work yeah, they, i mean they do good work um you work they work hard they get they get the results um and let's let's, let's hit one last rumor on the mcu which this is not really a surprise i think everybody wants to see hugh jackman back as wolverine in the mcu i just think for the that that guy who could play that character, even if it's one time, it, to me it's like um, it's, it's, it's like a, pl- a, a, a f- athlete, right? And they have that one last hurrah, and they win a title, and they go, they go. Off. He already went out with a bang. He has nothing to prove as that character. He redeemed himself for those first two horrible movies they did as Wolverine. Um, but like, to me, for him to play it in the MCU would be mean a little different. And yeah. he's well, gone. He's gone on record of saying he only would play it if it's X Men versus Avengers. And Kevin Feige said that no, that that's not. He clearly wants Hugh Jackman. He said that story is not out of the realm of possibilities. Yeah. Well, who? What? What Wolverine are you expecting if Hugh Jackman comes back? That's my question to you. It wouldn't be the Sony version. For, it would. It would not be the Sony version without. It, 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 to me, it would have to be. Huh. It would have to be, 
if I'm taking a guess at what what angle they would come out of it, man. No, no, no. Not what angle they would come out. What angle would you like to come out? Hmm. Me personally, mm-hmm. if if I if they if they included Wolverine in in MCU, I would like for him to be the first mutant that wakens up, that wakens that wake awakes up, and right after Wanda does whatever she's about to do in December and her show, I want him to be the first thing that first character that wakes up in the multiverse of madness, and he then has to go around and he has to to save, or at least warn. The other characters, hey, the other X Men or mutants, or whatever, hey, something's that, about to go down. Yeah, that that would be the way to do it, and and I would love for him to do it as Old Man Logan. That would I, I would have issue with that. I would, I would, man, that would pop me like crazy. Just have him, because already that they're already saying they're pretty comfortable going with the House of M stuff. Yeah. They've already dropped mad amounts of hints. Oh yeah, as to as to how they're going in that direction but and and we know because this is the marvel cinematic universe it'll be house of m but it won't be house of m the way you know house of m sure you know they're they're really good at at, at doing that except for iron man 3 fuck iron man 3 jesus christ um but yeah no 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 i i that for me if they can bring him back as old man look man i i i have this fantasy in, in this freaking multiverse of, of madness movie that let me back up a little bit. I, I, I'm not a contract guy. Like I know a lot of people like obsessed, for example, when the Kanye contract came out a little while ago, people were obsessing over that, even though nobody knew what the hell it was saying. Cause no one's a lawyer. But one thing I would really love to see is how they lay some of the contracts for mcu characters because they 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 know like hey in like seven movies we have an idea for you (laughs) we don't know if we're gonna pan to it we're not we don't know if we're gonna get to it or not but we have an idea how do you line up that contract you know how do you tell chris emsworth i'm gonna need you to keep a six-pack on for 10 years could you do that bro but don't worry on the last year we'll give you a break we'll we'll let you eat bread (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I, so for me it's i i want to see him do that i want to see him do it that way and this is this is obviously the 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 company that has earned the right to that i don't mind going off script because they've done such a good job going off script so far when they do that it's even made sense to the context and even even their failures are understandable like even as much as i complain about iron man 3 i get the logic so, with you saying that, um, I just think characters like that, the ones that they're only introducing for one or two movies, and they, I don't think Foggy would have a long-term story for that. I'm not saying he can't come up with the one. I just think he wants to go in a very specific direction, and I think the stuff with Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield, if any of that stuff comes to fruition, it's going to be based on a one deal. Like To me, you could tell... When they brought Bucky into the MCU, when they brought Falcon into the MCU, they said, dude, you guys are going to have some some really small but pivotal roles, but we have something for you guys later on. When they brought Hawkeye into the MCU, uh, Foggy came out and actually said this. He said, yeah, we actually had a, a movie lined up for Hawkeye, and it was supposed to be based on the Ronin character. 
But then he, they were like, he was like, I just don't see us being able to get away with the movie with that because it, especially under the PG thirteen model. So that's when he went to uh-huh. that's when he went to Renner and said, Hey, uh, can we do a, a series? You know, and um, which is fine. I just think one of those things. I think that they will probably have a good two or three movie arc. I don't think their contracts would be as excessive as a Robert Downey Jr. or Chris Evans or anything like that. Um, so I, I think they would treat them fair. And plus, they know. I, I think they've been able to save pretty well uh, and, and make the money and make profit. I think they would be able to make profit and still pay out these uh, talented people as much as possible. Um, but no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and we're gonna we're gonna know a lot more about this phase four, probably more than they want us to know after. Uh, um, in December, when they dropped that six episode uh, series, WandaVision, we're going to know a lot more. I'm pretty sure they want that to be the last thing of the year, but it's going to be the first thing of phase four. We're going to know yeah. a lot more about w- way, maybe way too much, but I mean, look here, it's whatever. Well, I got a, I got a question real quick. How do you think Morbius fits into all of this nonsense? How do you think Morbius? How, how do you think Morbius fits into all of this? <sighs> Because I, 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 I mean, I I can't imagine them picking uh, who's the actor again? What's his name? Freaking to well, kill who's playing singer. Morbius? Yeah, um, Jared Leto, right? Yeah, Jared Leto. I I can't imagine them picking Jared Leto as a throwaway one shot movie deal. But that's a Sony guy, though. That's not MCU. True, but we're talking multiverse of madness, so. And we've already had a, a Spider-Man come through, right? Yeah. So for me, I, I, I'm if they're gonna tie this together, which is, I guess I see what you're saying when you say that's a Sony guy. Because for me, I'm already kind of talking as if these are bound connected. to tie together sooner or later. But I. Every time I, I start to get confident in that direction, I just remember Venom. I never saw and, it, so I don't know. Um, yeah, me neither. Me neither. I, <laughs> well, he's my favorite. You know what's funny? I, I know so many people who haven't who are comic book fans, and they just have no interest whatsoever. No, I know. Which is sad, because I love Tom Hardy. <laughs> yeah, I do, too. And I, and I love Woody Harrelson as well, and I think I think I do believe Venom 2 will be awesome. I, I will go see that, because I think it, they'll have a lot more behind it. Um, but no, I, that, that, I'm not going that far yet. Even though I believe they will be connected at one point, I do believe uh, they're going to have these smaller arcs for these people. And his thing also, let's say if they do bring Hugh Jackman back in as Old Man Logan, then whoever he passes the mantle to or whatever, like we know it's going to lead to a... I don't think it's going to be Avengers 5. I can see it being Avengers 6. But I can see Avengers 6 being X-Men versus the Avengers. I can see it, um, and I don't. And and out. And the good thing is, you won't have to water it down like you had to water down, water down Civil War. Now, the thing I'm interested in the most, and then we'll move on to something else. I want your opinion on, because um, they've already made it clear that whatever reason Bucky and Sam are hanging out now, because they hate each other in the MCU. Now they're hanging out, and now Sam is not given the the pretty much the rights to be Captain America. I'm interested to see what exactly it feels like to me. What Wanda's gonna have like this 
massive mind breakdown, which she, let's be honest, she's already had. Uh-huh. It feels like Bucky and Falcon are about to get royally screwed for whatever Cap did in the past. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? It, it, it just it just feels like they're in for that sixth episode of just pure hell, dude. Well, I I watched the. I mean, I mean, I know they're not gonna do that like Tanahasi Coates race stuff. So I know there's there's no way they're they're that gangster right now. Uh, and I tried to uh, to read some of the the new Falcon and Cap uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier comic books to see where they're gonna go. I mean. That that didn't seem to hint to anything that that could work in the MCU. So I I don't know I don't know I don't know. I mean I know they're definitely going to get messed up. I know that you know Falcon has to wrestle with this legacy because Falcon is a very different Cap than than yeah, uh, yes. than uh, than Steve. But the Falcon Cap has always kind of had to play. The reason I, I loved the Falcon Cap, even when people didn't, is because he always had to play this balanced role of Captain America. Everybody's Captain America, but also very much uh, uh, a man who has to live up to a legacy that he's not even sure he wants or deserves. And and in the book, they always did a great job rolling it kind of into like the social justice and the the race stuff as well, to kind of just kind of give an idea of like, hey, I'm part of this thing. I've been chosen for this thing. I have earned this thing, even if I don't want it. But do I even want this thing that I I've earned? Uh, can I live up to this thing? Because if I fail, it's not just, you know, me failing. Whereas for, for Steve, if he failed, it was America failing. So America could rally behind Steve and, and, and give him the strength he needed to come back up. If Falcon fails, it's not just America that fails. It's also black America. And yeah. even black America doesn't always rally behind black America to bring him back up. So it's it was it was a very good nuanced story. I don't think they're gonna go that route, obviously. Um, the only thought I but have. I I don't know if they're gonna do the the the. I feel like they they're not gonna do the past thing though, just because they've they've gone through so much of that with Winter Soldier already. I think this is the perfect opportunity for them to expand uh, the the Captain America Rogues Gallery. Well, I think just the only thought I actually have on it is, I think it's gonna be, and I don't, and I don't know why I don't know why I think this. Maybe because the final look that uh, Falcon gives Winter Soldier in Endgame when he looks over after he gets handed the shield. By the way, that's a much different shield than the one that Steve Rogers had. I have my thoughts on uh-huh. that. Um, but when he looks over and you see. Uh, a slight smile on on Bucky's face and a, and a nod. To me, I think I'm assuming they're gonna do two to three seasons of it, and I'm assuming they're also gonna be in the movies as well. Is is gonna be about Bucky trying to help Falcon come to grips with his new role and helping him accept who he is, um, because he he's been around essentially Captain America his entire life, so he would know. If Steve Rogers is passing that shield on, he's passing on somebody for a good reason. Like the, to me, the most powerful line in Endgame for me as a fan 
is when Falcon looked at uh, Rogers and said, I'll do my best. And he said, that's why it's yours. Because that, that's, that, that's all Falcon has ever wanted to do was his best. And he came out of retirement because he knew Steve Rogers. Let's be honest. Even though Falcon got his ass kicked in uh, Winter Soldier, if they didn't if they didn't have him, they're Winter Soldier and, yeah, and, and Hydra. They're yeah, they're done. You know, they've always, um, they've always done a great job showing that even though his power set isn't world breaking, he is definitely accomplished and he is definitely a vital part of the team. I agree. And they, fact, they did a good job with that with uh, with uh, um, the Sokova uh, Age of Ultron stuff as well. Yeah, I, I agree. At, at a time where Steve Rogers felt like he had nobody, but even before he could trust Widow, he had. He didn't know this, but he had uh, a friend and Falcon, yeah. Falcon. So, um, but anyways, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in that. But um, let's get hit some other things really fast uh, while I have you here. So, I want your thoughts on this. First of all, Warner Brothers has moved their entire release schedule back. Of course, we know because of the pandemic, everything's been ruined. So, Batman's moved back to 2022. But the thing I thought was really interesting is Black Adam has been completely removed off the release schedule. So... I know you were excited about that, but I'm going to tell you something that I never told anyone else, and I feel it's appropriate to say it on the show. I was not looking forward to that movie. You know why? Why? The Rock is a 10... We all know The Rock. Anyone who's watched The Rock in his entire career knows he's a great heel, but in movies, he is yet to play a heel. What? Maybe it's because he has the most appeal, maybe because he has the most followers in the world, and he doesn't want to let those people down. I can care about those people. I want to see The Rock as a heel. And I have a feeling that the Black Adam movie would be more of a anti-hero thing. I don't want to see The Rock or Black Adam as an anti-hero. I want them killing people, and I want them destroying lives. Period. I You know I love, I understand. The, you know I love yeah. the pick of Shazam. I just think yeah. that guy, I think Zachary Levi would be a great fit against a heel Black Adam. I, that's just me. I I agree. But the reason I, I, I believe, and, and I obviously I've, I'm biased like most people on planet Earth. I, I am a Dwayne Johnson fan. I've been a Dwayne Johnson fan for a very, very long time. But the reason I was super excited about this is kind of very much along the lines of what you said. I, I want to see him play a heel, but I also think people underestimate his ability. Um, I remember when he was originally picking the movies uh, that he was doing after his wrestling career. And of course they put him in the, the, the action adventure stuff, the, the action adventure stuff, the rundown and stuff like that. But that wasn't the movies that really made, like Scorpion King, all that. That wasn't the movie that first made me pay attention to The Rock as an actor, right? We all knew that, like most high, like high level top bill wrestlers, can probably transition to Hollywood and do the "I'm a strong action guy" thing fairly easy. Sure. The the thing that convinced me was uh, there was a movie that came out after uh, Get Shorty. What was it called? It was a. Uh, Don, I gotta look it up. It, it was a, a um, John Travolta movie about a, a Hollywood producer. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I, mean, um, I remember the role he, role he played in. I remember. I, I can't remember yeah. the name, but I know what you're talking about. So in in the movie, he he plays this role uh, of a gay bouncer or a gay security guard, pretty much. And 
I felt like, I mean, he was still vintage Dwayne Johnson, but there was just enough in there to kind of get you to be cool. That was the name of the movie. It it was a follow-up to a movie called uh, Get Shorty. But he was just vintage. It it was, there was so much nuance in, in him playing a gay character that was funny, but threatening, you know, masculine, but feminine and, and, and stuff like that. And it was none, none of the stuff like you see in, in uh, the other one he had where he was a tooth fairy, where he's like, hey, the joke is I'm a big, strong alpha male playing, you know, a, a weak, tiny thing. So I was excited to see what he could do bringing heel to a movie like this. But again, I, I was worried about DC just <sighs> wanting kids to see this movie and that's that wouldn't work you're you're bringing back a pharaoh that enslaved people <laughs> you're not going to be able to I, I was curious i was curious but i i get your concern your concern is valid and last thing i'll let you uh, last thing i'll get your opinion on before we go um i thought this was interesting when i read this last night when i first saw it i didn't know what to think because so many people have been tiptoeing around it. So, as we all know, Mr. Bozeman passed away um, way too soon. And um, uh, many of us that have bought the Crystal Dynamics version of the Avengers knew we were about to see some um, some Black Panther footage like two days af- after he passed away, right? Like, it was it was already planned. We Everyone knew it. We knew we were seeing Black Panther and Kate Bishop. We just knew it, right? And then because of that, Crystal Dynamics felt like they didn't want to uh, market anything. I felt like they were eating off of him, even though I, I don't think they were. Because once again, even though they hadn't announced it, there were enough leaks that we all knew as fans what was coming. So I didn't see that as I wouldn't have seen that as them trying to eat off it. But I can understand them worried about their brand. They're like, dude, we don't need any backlash right now. This man was beloved, blah, blah, blah. Well, when I saw Todd McFarlane do his Spawn 311 a variant cover of chat with Bozeman in the Black Panther pose in Spawn outfit. My first thought was, "That's cool if it's just for Instagram or Twitter." But like, is he selling this? <laughs> you know, I, I, just, I just didn't know what to think about it because it's a clear cash grab. Let's just be honest. And I like and I like yeah. Todd and I, and I like Todd McFarlane, but it's a cash grab. But then when I seen the numbers. First of all, the last Spawn sold 100,000 copies. And by the way, no one's talking about Everybody keeps talking about how the industry is dying. Speak for yourself, Marvel and DC. Image has been on a roll in 2020. They've oh, had, yeah. They've had several comics go over the 100,000 mark, and that's all creator-owned. So they're, <laughs> so they're seeing that money. So I believe it was Spawn 310 with all the gimmick and stuff he just did for the GoFundMe or the, the Kickstarter just sold 100,000 copies. Now, this one just sold 150,000 copies. But I guess my question to you is, would you... You you have a bunch of comic books. You have a, a man cave. I, I have, I'm a collector or whatever. Would you buy this Spawn 311 variant cover with Chat with Bozeman on it? Yes, but more for the collector value than for the will to buy. I, I don't... I, I as I, I'm not a purist, so I'm not going to say that because I know purists, and and calling myself a purist is is 
is a lie. It's like when people say I'm a fan and you're like, you don't, you don't know what being a fucking fan is, bro. You just, people throw that word around and like, I know fanatics. I know, I know people that just like, you know, I know football fans that, that have a, a, a routine. And if they miss the routine, like grown ass men that are construction workers and they'll cut their fingers off and, and, and keep working, who will cry if they miss a football game because, and didn't do their routine and their team lost or some shit like that. Like, so for me, I, I wouldn't call myself a purist, but I feel like that's one of those things where I appreciate the thought. I see what you're trying to do, but this is unnecessary. <laughs> nobody needs this nobody needs a chadwick well it was just my way of expressing my i get it but if that's the case then put black panther on the cover of spawn (laughs) don't don't superpose the the two characters to get the thing you want out of it so it's but again i i I get it I, i we've talked about this before i i understand that there are fans out there that want things that make no sense to me and then they deserve to also have a shot at it sure so it's you know i'll just i'll just move on find something else yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, no because no because someone asked me i was in uh i was in a uh, store and a a person that knows i'm a collector was like hey man are you gonna get that i was like honestly um um i i'm not that kind of I really want to have. I don't. I'm not, I don't want to make this interview show, but I do want to have another collector on, right? Just to to tell a difference, because to me there are differences, you know, in collecting. Like to me, um, I would never be the collector I was early because the stuff I had early was given to me, and it was really, and really, really very important. That it had more sentimental value, and then Katrina came along and washed it away. Um, so me trying to get that old collection to me would be that would feel forced. The stuff I buy now. Is because I want it. It's because it, to me it looks good. Like the other day when I texted you that picture of the old man Logan and Hawkeye that I saw. That's the first time I've ever seen a piece, a, a, a figure, and I've seen the sculpts, I've seen the head scans, and I was like, man, that's a ten out of ten Marvel. Like, that's a clean piece, you know. And you said it right. You said, man, that's just uncut. Like that, 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 it is crack. You're right, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but for me, something like this would have no value at all. Like I even if, let's say if I did buy it right, and like ten years down the road, it ended up being worth a hundred thousand dollars that's cool to know but even for me i just it just me adding it to my collection would make no sense because honestly i would probably forget i have it it's just because it just it feels weird you know um yeah especially since so many other companies are going out of their way like i said when crystal dynamics came out i said we're not trying to eat off this man i said are you really this is more of eating off him than anything but I was like, I was like, once again, just it, it, you know, nowadays everything is so delicate. Um, so I, I don't know. Anyways, but the point is, um, I just wanted your opinion on that. Um, do you have any final thoughts that before we end the show? Because the only thought I can have is that I'm looking forward to WandaVision. I have not. I, I do know tomorrow is the final episode of season two of The Boys. I have not watched none of season two on purpose because I don't get streaming services to be cock teased. I get streaming services to binge <laughs> at one time. So the fact that Disney Plus and, and Amazon Prime are doing this, I'm just going to wait and binge them at once because I know what they want. They want you to be able to say, oh, hashtag The Boys right now. It's so, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. No, fuck you. I'm watching keep, what I want to watch. Keep the conversation going for months on end. Yeah, that, no. That's free advertising. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm not doing that. So I'll be sitting here tomorrow binging all eight episodes of The Boys and then I'll give my opinion about it next week. But 
I, I am looking forward to that. I, I, I don't know if I'm going to review that or not, but I'm looking forward to that because I think that's going to be um, an absolute bloody mess. I think you should because I'm, I'm, I'll be honest with you. I don't, I don't get to hear you. This is a brand new type of comic book thing, right? I, I, and Oh, you know what? Super duper quick question. You think uh, you think this is thanks to Deadpool, or you think we would have gotten here anyways? Because television has become what it is, I think all of Garth Ennis' stuff was going to be out there, like Preacher and this now. Yeah. Because it is so different. Everything he's ever done, because we all know he hates superheroes. We know he hates them. Yeah. He makes it known. Um, so I think we're going to get some of it. To me, do, did I think we'll get the boys? Yes, only because you have all right, you have the creative people and then you have the people who are like, all right, this is cool and I'm enjoying it, but that's not going to fly on any network or, or any streaming service. Like apparently one deleted scene they had from season one was Homelander on the top of the roof of the building, uh, the, the military building that they were on, and he's just peeing. And apparently his penis was going to be out as he was doing. And apparently they filmed this scene, and the actor who plays Homelander was okay with it, and it was like, all right, fuck it. And they were doing it. And when, and when uh, Amazon Prime executives saw it, they said, we're not showing that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was surprised that was the first pick. Because he has so much other... You, if you read Garth Ennis stuff, he's he was dying to get on a movie or a TV show. It, he's been writing for years for movies and TV shows. So I'm surprised that this is the one that everybody gravitated to first because I thought we'll it was going to be. Gonna be there, there's one called like Nemesis. That's, that's I thought good. for sure. Really I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I thought it was going to be that one for sure because it's tailor made for for a great story and all that. Um, but yeah, uh, I think it comes down to the right. To me, what I'm noticing, the more and more I work in the industry, the more and more people I meet, the one thing I've noticed is it's, it's about the pitch, man. I guarantee you, somebody probably pitched Nemesis, and someone just doesn't see anything in it right now. And then later on, Netflix will pick it up or whatever. I just think it comes down to the pitch, and I do think the fact that you're they were that, and I've read the boys, I own the, the comic books or whatever on the boys. Um, to me. I think it also comes down to thinking of ways to be creative, to not yeah. take it too much from its essence. And I think the boys has a little more of that than Nemesis, even though Nemesis. It, it, Nemesis, you have to stick to that story pretty yeah, close. Yeah, yeah. So, the boys has a little more room to wiggle. For exactly. Sure. Right. So um, I could see it. Um, but I'm looking forward to watching season two, like I said. But the one thing, I, and I keep telling people this, I'm like, dude, I would much rather be on Instagram or whatever giving. Um, free advertisement for months to an independent artist talent rather than just keep hashtagging the boys every week. No, F that, dude. I'm <laughs> yeah. not doing that for any show. Like, I believe I, I believe WandaVision is only going to have, like, one episode. At least they dropped three episodes of the boys on one day. I believe we're going yeah. we to wait six weeks for one. I'll wait. Trust me. I will yeah, do it. I, I will wait. I, 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 if there's anything we can say about our little crew is we're we're very good at at finding distractions until we're ready for what we want. So it's just like oh, we got tons of hobbies. We ain't worried about this. Oh, you wanna you wanna trickle this down? All right, let me know when you're done. I'll be here. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, but anyways, that's the show for this week. I hope you guys enjoyed our little in-depth conversation into the MCU and um there just wasn't that much DC news to talk about I, even as I was doing my research I'm looking at it and for me it was more just uh 
uh, rumor and conjecture. Like, we're not going to yeah. know anything, in my opinion, about the DC they, Universe. They blew their word with they, the 24-hour thing. They really yeah. did. And plus, we, we're not going to see... It. Now, the one thing I'm hoping, because I, I, I read something saying that they wanted to put... Uh, the Snyder Cut in September instead of March, but I'm assuming we're not going to know anything until after the Snyder Cut drops. Like Once we see how successful that is, that's when we'll really see the train rolling for DC again. Same thing same thing with Marvel, you know, at least, but Marvel's starting to let little things step out here and there just because, if you think about it, it's been all year, we've had nothing Marvel. So they, they, you have to, eventually, no matter how strong your brand is, you can't sit here and give people to. No one's gonna be able to do the Vince McMahon with Roman Reigns and give everybody the biggest set of blue balls your entire life. Hey, heel turn, heel turn. Five years later, oh, finally heel turn. Yes, you know it's just, it's just, it's just not gonna work. Boy, he dragged that shit out. He really did. And supposedly, and this is for a different show, but and supposedly, uh, Reigns, that was one of the conditions he had in coming back. Hey, I need to be a heel. And yeah. boy, oh boy, um, when I when I when I, this this Monday and on this Monday's episode, um, I'm I have a lot of strong thoughts about how Roman Roman he should. I, I've been watching Roman Reigns since he was on FCW before NXT. I knew he what he could do as a heel. Why this big man would not allow him to do this? I'll never know. I'm just gonna assume. Well, it's yes, you do. You know exactly why. That do, money, baby. Face sells merch, bro. That's not necessarily true, dude. That's, I mean, look, this is Vince. <laughs> That's a different story. Anyways, thanks to Jonathan <laughs> for coming by. We're at the end of this episode. Thank you for having me, hey, we, can, we can go on forever. So anyways, that's the end of this show. We'll see you all next week. Uh, peace.